you know, I know it's no longer Pride Month, but honestly. It's a hate crime. It was a hate crime. And um, Ryan Murphy should be punished for it. You're listening to Glee on the Rocks. Hello, welcome to another episode of Glee on the Rocks. I am Emily. And I'm Mandy. And this is season three, episode 21, Nationals. We're so close to the end of season three. We really are. I'll, like That surprised me when I started watching it. it I know. It kind of stuck up on me. It does. This is um, the 21st episode. It premiered May 15th, 2012. So we're still in 2012, um, but it is the 65th overall episode. And this is the Glee Wikia description, because for once it describes the episode. The new directions are stressed with nationals approaching, and as they all try to come together, things quickly unravel. Mercedes is sick in bed, Quinn's struggling with the dancing, Puck's trying to cram in his studying, Rachel fears her dreams aren't coming true, well, Will is doubting the last three years, and even the star of Vocal Adrenaline is on the verge of backing out. If they want to win this, the new directions are going to have to work together. The episode was directed by Eric Stoltz and written by Allison Adler. So, like, that's what happens in this episode. Yeah, that's actually exactly what happens in the episode. Like, congratulations whoever wrote that one. They did it. Yay! They wrote... A correct summary on the Wikia page. Um, yeah. So this is a competition episode. There's a fuck ton of music. Yep. Which is great because it either means you can skip forward through all the songs and watch it in 15 minutes or you can enjoy the music um, if you like the songs. And I happen to like most of these songs. Yeah, I was going to say, I skipped, I know I skipped through one of them. Was it It's All Coming Back to Me Now? It, it was, yes. <laughs> yeah. Everything it. else I listened to. Yep. yep. I even um, I even watched Tommy, like, solely because I didn't remember that being in the episode. The pinball oh, one. Pinball wizard? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um... Solid, some solid songs in it. Some really good songs, yeah. Do we want to start there? Or do we want to cover the, like, bare minimum of plot they, like, slid into this episode? Um, I guess the plot. I mean, there's some plot happening in here. I will say, I did have to go back and watch um, props, even though props, I wasn't yeah. on the episode. And I'm glad mm -hmm. that I did, because I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Yeah. And it still fed into my annoyance with parts of this episode of Rachel being special and everyone else is lame. Mm -hmm. And that's the plot line of this episode where I'm like, she's not, she is not the only person who matters. And it's like, like I'll, I'll go ahead and say like the fact that Kurt not only didn't have any moments in the um, nationals performance, but right. also that we didn't see Kurt upset about it yeah annoyed me so much and like from a character standpoint like kurt would have had opinions on that yes so 
So the beginning of the episode is Mercedes, who is also a senior, also Mm -hmm. a diva, also graduating, and also has giant fucking dreams of stardom, has a random case of food poisoning, which has taken her down the the day of nationals or the night before, whatever. And uh, Will is like, okay, Tina and Quinn, you have to step in for Mercedes to get this shit done. Because winning is the only thing, which isn't a theme of this episode that I was like, can we can we like take a step back and stop telling people that winning is the only thing that matters? Also, like they're high schoolers. Come on, dude. Yeah. I think at some point Emma says it. That's like they they know that everyone can't win. Yeah. Like someone here is not everyone but one team is not going to win. So do they not count for getting this like, far? Yeah, having made it to nationals yeah, is pretty damn cool. It is. It's really impressive. Especially like, if you believe that they are still the underdogs. Like the yeah, under- I was going to say. If you believe <laughs> no. that they are the no. underfunded underdogs yeah. still, then it's really impressive. Mm-hmm. But we're supposed to believe that, that like this is... This is ruining Rachel's life again. And also, after like, props, like, oh. yeah. Um. Also, that she still has no plan for her future besides like trying to like beg her way into Niata. Like now is backup plan time. Now is there are a billion other performing arts schools in the country and elsewhere in the world that you can get into. And if I were Carmen Thibodeau, I'd be like, now I'm not accepting you into this program yeah. because I'm fucking sick of you. Yeah. Now you annoy me. Now I'm tired of you. Instead, we get her showing up. And I, I will say, like, she showed up during a good performance. But, like, if she stayed for that whole thing, I, I don't know. Like, maybe she would have noticed some of the other talents. Yeah. Wouldn't it have been amazing if she'd watched the whole thing and been like, and now Mercedes, here's your yeah. invitation to Like, you know what, Tina, you are really great at this. Or Kurt, who is also, yeah. and maybe because Kurt got, like, had a great performance for mm-hmm. Niata, but yeah, like, other people exist, Rachel. That has always been the problem. Like, wouldn't it have been funny in a horrible way if they'd slid into, like, the episode that, like, Rachel gets in, Kurt doesn't, because he had no part during the, during the that. national yeah. performance. Yeah. After all that, yeah, that would have been funny. <laughs> and it... <laughs> so they give Rachel a solo during nationals. Which has annoyed us previously when yeah. it's supposed to be like a team sport. And I think B has yeah. mentioned too, like sometimes people get solos during performances, but in the context of Glee, it's fuck. In the context of the show, that Rachel is the one who gets to park and bark and like take over an entire performance. Like, if, if I'm remembering what B said, like, I think she said it wouldn't have been like a whole song. Right. Like, yet- you Some, get solo like uh-huh. moments, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Which Glee knows how to do in the like group numbers, just mm-hmm. uh, not when Rachel's singing. Just not, not with Rachel. 
she gets the the whole damn thing. Yeah. And I think I think something that Rachel has never understood about Broadway is that it's not being about it, it's not about just you center stage singing. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's called being like a solo performer on stage. A Broadway performer exists with a cast. It's not just you in a play or a musical. Mm-hmm. You share the stage with the rest of the cast. You don't... It, the show is not about you. It's about your whole... The whole vibe. Yeah. And I, he's never gotten that. And it's like... A, <laughs> you don't make or break the show on your own. I know a lot of performers like to think that they do, but you don't. <laughs> And maybe in that respect, Rachel totally does have the star quality. Yeah, right. <laughs> ego. Ego. Like, ego doesn't sell the ticket. I mean, there are some shows that are like one-man shows, and I maybe yeah. that's what Rachel needs to be doing is a solo act, because I don't get the impression that she's going to do very well sharing a backstage or any stage with a group of people because (laughs) she doesn't seem to share this stage very well like not at all anyway this is glee on the rocks where we hate rachel past season one if you haven't noticed we want to like rachel just like we want to like a lot of things about glee yeah right you know glee gets in the way of that glee does get in the way with that we're like why didn't rachel learn anything with tina's props episode like why didn't I mean, you are you guys already talked about props, but like I just watched it. I was like, why did no one learn anything? Yeah. And that was a that was a big point that we made in the episode. <laughs> like No one learned. Why, why was why was this Tina's lesson? Yeah. Like, why couldn't Rachel have had a little bit of a moment there too? Yeah, no one and no one carried it into this episode with yeah. of all people, Mercedes got sick for so so Mercedes is the one who gets sick, right? And then Tina and Quinn, like third tier backups in Glee, mm-hmm. are now thrust to the spotlight. Okay, great. Except that now shuns the the marginalized character in the first place. Yeah. Who is a senior, who has dreams. But okay, so yeah, now we have really good voice. <laughs> who has an amazing voice. Yeah. Who's supposed to be going off to like LA to pursue a music career anyway. But then at the end, it doesn't matter because she's miraculously better after uh, flushing her system with B12 and Adderall or whatever the fuck. And then it's all, it's all fine and nothing has changed. I kind of didn't even get the point of that whole. Nothing. Nothing happened. Just some stress. Yeah. I, I guess that's all it was, like literally just trying to raise the stakes. Yeah, just day of stress. Like, just wouldn't I? I mean, why can't Rachel have had food poisoning? Yeah, and had to have just been the backup singer, and Carmen had realized Carmen comes and realizes that Rachel can be a team player. Ugh, that and, been so satisfying and still perform well and still be part of the team and still um make a group better 
without taking all of the spotlight and still enjoy it right and, and not like yeah piss ass still, her way through it still support yeah I don't know, not still support but show she can support others mm-hmm. and then lets her into Niata in the in any way because she existed in a group rather than on her own I still think the better plot twist would have been, uh, hey, Tina, hey, Mercedes, here are your invites. <laughs> here are your invites, Niana. You don't have to audition. Yeah. You're great. I don't know. Fuck Rachel and these. Yes. Speaking of fucking, uh, <laughs> that was a plot. Oh my god, I hated that so I much. I hated it so much. I, I just, I didn't need it. I, I honestly thought that it happened until the yeah. pamphlet showed up and I was like, no. No. Again, Emma, like most women on this show, deserves better. Like, literally deserves better. Yeah. And if you if you're listening to this and for some reason haven't seen the episode after okay, spoiler alert, New Directions wins nationals. If that is not obvious. Um, Emma puts a pamphlet on the desk that says when it's finally time to have intercourse because Will won something. Yeah, I I don't like the concept that her virginity is a prize. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Like, (laughs) no. You had a good day, honey. So I guess we can make it through my several layers of trauma. And yeah. Yeah, that was and like, I also, like granted, like the way a TV show works, we don't know every conversation they had. Like, mm-hmm. presumably, there was more they spoke about it that wasn't on screen. Oh, I should but, hope so. But he was just like all in, mm-hmm. no questioning if she was ready or you know what her therapist thinks or <laughs> anything like that. Just like, yep. oh yep. yay, I'm gonna get it. Yep, yep, gung ho. Yeah, I'm surprised they just didn't push that pamphlet aside. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm glad they didn't. Right on that desk. On school property. Yeah. Even just just what they did show, I I was just like... Too much. I don't know. Didn't didn't need it. No. In an otherwise, like, somewhat enjoyable episode... (laughs) That was the killer for me. Aside from the main plot points, it was a great episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Essentially, the music. The music was good. Music was great. So what else? Were there any other plots? Um, I, I mean... I think James came back. Yeah, Unique was there. Yeah. Um, not wanting to perform because of the pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and also hinting at their return to... Yes. Or they're uh, moving to McKinley for the next season. Some, some foreshadowing right there. I know. Surprise. Didn't know Glee remembered how to do that. Yeah. It was probably an accident. <laughs> they were like, this is a good line. And then like three months yeah. later, hey, wait, we should. Wait a minute. Uh, I did also like that they, I appreciated that they had mentioned that they were doing these songs a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, that was, good. That was a a step up from the last nationals they were at. Mm-hmm. So I they, guess they discovered that planning everything mm-hmm. in the hotel room, you know, the day before doesn't work out well. Mm-mm. Nope. Although I did like that they were rehearsing in a room full of furniture. Yeah. <laughs> like, how are you going to 
do this, but okay. Um, Puck is uh, still studying for his geography test or his redo of the test, mm-hmm. and that upsets Sam very briefly. And they have a little fightsy. But then they all work it out. There's a lot of like, this is a, a big problem, and then it is immediately mm-hmm. fixed in this episode. Yeah, there's not a lot of like long-standing effects Mm-mm. or really anything that happens. No, it's just a, it's a performance episode. Yeah, which is fine. It's just it, you know. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's I'll fine. I'll uh, filler no killer. Yeah. We learned that Jesse St. James auditioned for Carmen. Ah, yes. And did not get in. Like, that scene just made me really, like, I actually made this a note. This is not related to anything actually in the episode. But um, I really wish we had had a, like, bisexual Jesse St. James and Mm. accompanying storylines. Okay. That just that just would have been nice. Can you imagine like Jesse's in New York, Rachel's in New York. They fall for the same guy. Mm. And they used to date. Come uh-huh. On. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Yeah. That's how interesting the actual scenes were. <laughs> I was sitting there like transiting <laughs> it in my head. Yep. Yep. What would be a better use of Jesse? What's a better use of Jesse? Well, I mean, any use of Jesse St. Yeah. James is a good use of him. Yep. Uh, because John Groff is pretty amazing, and I just like him. I know, me too. I was sad he didn't like sing in the episode. I know. What was he gonna sing though? I don't know. <laughs> just, just like go on a walk, start humming along to himself, <laughs> like break into song. He just jumps on stage during vocal <laughs> adrenaline. Like I got this. Yeah. Just get the fuck out uh, of they, the way. They could have done like a classic Glee move and had him randomly singing a song cut in between like Will and Emma. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nothing to do with each other storyline wise. Yeah, yeah. You know. He could have been on the uh, tongue tied track instead of Kevin McHale. His hair looked good though. I'll give him that. It did. I also liked. I liked the little bit of interaction between him and Finn. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like again, nothing really happened, but um, character building. Corey- Corey was pretty good in this episode. Like He was very around. good in this episode. He was, yeah. That is all I jotted down about the actual storylines. <laughs> all of the rest of my notes were about the songs. Uh, we got almost no plain, like, background standing beside each other. Pretty much it. Don't talk to me about Clayne in this episode. Yeah. Um... Not Blaine in a dorky hat. Oh my god, I fucking hate his hats. Yes. Yep, yep, he did have that and a five o'clock shadow. Yeah. Um, um, seeing Kurt made me think, um, I was gonna mention the, the meme that's been going around that's like, when I was a teenage gay, this was what I had, teens oh. they get this, and it's like a picture of Kurt, and then someone that I don't know, I assume is in some kind of gay Netflix show. Mm. Um, I don't actually know who the other one was, but it made me sad. I'm like, come on. That is. Chris Colfer was fine. Yeah. Was that's fine. terrible because what else? There were no options. Yeah. Like, and also it was good. Yeah. I Fuck mean, off. that's, that's a realistic, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. 
<laughs> no one asked for your opinion, Gen Z. Yeah. I'm like, the effeminate, like, guy who can't really stay closeted, even if he'd prefer to. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an actual, you know, archetype of person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one, uh... No one asked for your opinion. Unless we're asking for you to rate our podcast. Yeah. In that case, please give us <laughs> your opinion. 2012 was different, you guys. Yeah. Like, Kurt was a step up from previous iterations of gay characters on TV. So. I'm like, he really was. Respect I mean... what there was. Just be glad there was a gay character on TV because, uh... I mean, there, there was potential for it to be a lot worse. I mean, we had the modern family gays who weren't allowed to, like, stand within three feet of each other. Right. Which we kind of saw in this episode. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> when everyone else gets to smooch yeah. and... Everyone else kissed. That pissed me off. So, so, so if you're listening to this podcast and you were not in fandom... At the time, what we were talking about is at the end of the episode when um, the New Directions have won nationals and everyone's really excited about it. And they come back to McKinley and there's a strangely um, apocalypse now PTSD moment where the hockey team fake slushies them, which is like needlessly cruel. (laughs) But also, I don't think the hockey team would have done that. I'm pretty sure they would have just actually slushed actually slushed them. Yeah, like that was a weird. Stick Nelson was not going to change his mind just no. because they took number one at national. Yeah, at a show choir competition. So needlessly cruel. But anyway, so the show breaks out into tongue tied. great song but all the not all of them but many of the couples and also rory o'flanagan get to make out during the song in like a celebratory way kurt and blaine are standing in the general vicinity of each other and do not even recognize the other's presence and when this happened when it aired there was as much fandom outcry as there could be with the oh, yes. communication systems that we had at the time. And uh, we we was mad. And we was mad for quite we, some time. We was big mad. We was big mad. And we was big mad for a very long time. And I think we might still be big mad. I'm still big I, mad. I, yeah. There was a lot of like scene, like missing scene memes and like gift sets of like just a big blank box and those are the the glee moments that still get me in the bad way Mm -hmm. where i forget something that wasn't even there like something that should have been there Mm -hmm. and then i'm like innocently watching the episode and i'm like hey hey wait and it's just all fresh and new again yeah you're just you're casually watching an episode you're going along giving life like oh they're making out and they're making out and they're making out and there's there's blaine and kurt not okay interesting what a what a choice! I can't why that would have happened? Yeah. What a by that omission. 
like Santana dips Britney full on dips. And you're like, so Rory's getting kissed by two girls at mm-hmm. once, mm-hmm. I think. Yep. Which was cute, but you know, it's very cute. If uh, Clayne had been able to do it too. You know, the longtime couple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, these things that existed in the Clayne fandom. Be like, why are you such a salty Clayne fan? Like, this is why. We earned this salt. That we earned this. The salt of our tears. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't keep bringing these things up. Like, why not? It keeps happening. So why not? And there's going to be other moments that pop up. You're like, how come? Why not us? How come they not? How come these two characters are sitting on opposite sides of the choir room? When Finchel is like all up in each other's mouths. I don't understand. Explain it to me, please. And no one ever did. I I remember the arguments that like, well, they don't have to be kissing all the time or like, you know, maybe they just don't like PDA from the, that, that specific breed of like diehard glee defenders. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I feel like it's the same logic as like barrier gaze. Mm. Like, yeah, sometimes characters die and maybe those characters are gay. <laughs> but if you're writing a show and you only have one gay character, mm-hmm. you better live. If you're writing a show and you have 20 gay characters, absolutely, one of them can die and that's realistic. Yep. I'm like, Glee only had two gay couples and only one gay male couple. Mm-hmm. So, nope, they should have absolutely been treated with like care and given everything the straight couples get yep and if uh shyness around pda is the excuse make it part of the storyline yeah yeah exactly not absolutely could have been like uh blaine who was like beaten up for being gay Mm -hmm. and kurt who had a bully who threatened to kill him for being gay Mm -hmm. yeah those two guys might have some legitimate issues with pda but you can't just be like well, they're shy. Like, you can't let the fandom just say, they're shy. Like, no. No. You have to nope. You have to tell. You can't just... You can't just say it. You can't... Yeah. And seeing that conversation might have even been better and more meaningful than a kiss scene. But, you know, if you're not going to do one, you got to do the other. Yep. Let the gays kiss. <laughs> I can't think of any more plot stuff. Really um... Yeah, I mean, Will Ween, Weens, <laughs> Will Weens, Teacher of the Year. Um, oh, yeah, I already mm-hmm. forgot that. It doesn't <laughs> matter. How quickly that went out of my head. It honestly doesn't matter. Um, oh, Beast finally leaves uh, Cooter. God, that, that happened in this episode. Yep, officially. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Finally leaves um, Cooter and doesn't stab him with a kitchen knife, which I thought was a I mean, big disappointment. Yeah, I was going to say that that's a choice they made that I don't necessarily agree with. Correct. Yep. I thought it was an opportunity to really take this show into a Breaking Bad direction. Um, and it was a failure that they didn't. The entire Glee Club comes together to give Beast an alibi. Yes. Yes, and then they they do a rousing rendition of the Dixie Chicks' Goodbye Earl. Oh, that would have been perfect. And uh, 
now I'm sad that didn't happen. Yeah. Damn. Well, we have our like woulda, coulda, shoulda now. Yes. Goodbye, Earl. Woulda, coulda, coulda, woulda. Whatever that. Whatever that is. Yep. Um. Yeah. Okay. So songs. Songs. Um. Edge of Glory, really good. Again, I mean, my question with every Trouble Tones number is where the hell do they store all of those background girls? Because true. they weren't rehearsing with them. They're never in the Glee Club, like, room. Yeah. And yet they know all the choreography and the song. Um, so many girls behind them. Yeah, I, I don't have a good answer yeah. for that. Um... Neither did Glee, so they just decided to ignore it. Which, you know what? Fair enough. I guess maybe they're the Cheerios? And Sue yeah. Sylvester really <laughs> wanted to win this time for the... And that makes sense. Like, couldn't the episode have just quickly said, oh yeah, Sue got all the Cheerios mm-hmm. to help us. I mean, yeah, they bothered to say that she had been pregnant for an indeterminate number of yeah. months, so they could have just thrown in a line for that. Um, skipped through. It's all coming back to me now. There were nights when the- it was not even an interesting song choice either. Like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. I don't it doesn't feel like it showed off that much of Rachel. No, and it doesn't connect to Edge of Glory, and it doesn't connect to Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Like the mm-hmm. songs don't connect to each other. They just seem like songs that were. I don't know. I don't know actually how they picked these. Who picked these songs? <laughs> someone uh, someone let us know and do our research for us on this round. Because, like, who, who picked the song? Well, let us know if there's some kind of connection we are not seeing. Yeah. Maybe there's uh, trivia that we just did not yeah. bother to look at. Yeah, I actually didn't look at any of the behind-the-scenes stuff. I usually try to do a little search. I did, but I didn't see anything... Um, about the song choice. Um, but I would think the song choices came from like the producers and the yeah. music directors, not you know, not anyone they would have interviewed for. Yeah, like this is their four hundred musical number. Like, yes, I know that part, yeah. but you know, or the um, why? Tell us more. <laughs> like, tell me. And, like, I didn't bother to go find the behind-the-scenes video this time. The songs from this episode and props concluded the first listen Fridays for Glee. I wonder why. Because they were too much fun? Because uh, Ryan Murphy was too busy planning Glee Out Brazil. That's true. That's actually probably true. We know what you're doing, Ryan. We know who you are. Ryan Murphy is free Pavarotti. <laughs> I'm free Pavarotti. Ugh, no, Darren is free. Oh, that's Pavarotti. right. Darren's free Pav. So sorry. Um, Paradise right. by the Dashboard Light. Amazing. Let me sleep on it. Will you love me forever? Let me sleep on it. 
I loved it. And uh, also, Corey was really good in this number. He's really good in um, this. He's, like, he's not ever going to be, like, the best vocalist. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. He was definitely, like, at the top of his ability. Yes. Now, this one, like, really sits in his range and sounds mm-hmm. um, super good for him. Um, Unique. Yeah. He's performing, performing as Unique. So, Unique comes out yeah. finally convinced by Mercedes and Kurt, I guess, to perform with vocal adrenaline and kills it. Um, yeah. So like fun fact, this version of Starships, um, I have it on my road trip playlist. Um, my roommate did not know this wasn't the original version. <laughs> and we were actually listening to the radio and the, was it Nicki Minaj when came on? And she was mm. like, oh, the song sounds so weird this way. Yes, that happened. Or like she said something about it being a cover and I was like, oh, no, wait, sorry. The, the one you've heard before is... Uh, that's a cover. That's that's a cover. Yeah, so sorry. Yeah. Glee has ruined songs for many people, I think. I also prefer the New Directions slash Glee slash whatever version of Tongue Tide. Because it's a bigger sound. Like, yeah, I don't I don't know what the original one sounds yeah. like. And I really like this song. And I think it's a mm-hmm. fun use of the song in the episode. Yeah. It's one of the songs that doesn't like the lyrics don't totally mean anything to the scene but it works like it vibes it vibe checks or you know whatever the fuck the kids say these days i mean they really all do except for it's all coming back to me now yeah sorry rachel you suck in terms of like the national songs yep yep yeah pinball wizard is fun and silly Mm -hmm. and dumb but it's fun yes that's like their obligatory group we've never heard of before and we'll never hear from again number (laughs) yeah like the who, sure. Yeah. Like who picked that? Who was like, let's do Pinball Wizard from a rock musical by Pete Townsend. Oh, we didn't uh we didn't talk about the celebrity judges. Uh, I kinda hated it. I did too. And I hated I it just... because Perez Hilton is such a piece of shit. Yeah, and he he can't act, so... (laughs) Please. The New Directions were horrible. Jim Steinman should never be allowed to write another song again. I'm for vocal adrenaline all the way. Can't act. And even Lindsay Lohan, like, I... I appreciate Lindsay Lohan. I do, too. I appreciate Lindsay... Really work. (laughs) Yeah. I appreciate Lindsay Lohan in the way that, like, I think her mental health struggles were not well treated by the public yes and that probably affected her in ways that we're never really gonna know so her public persona is probably you know what i mean like it's like the britney spears thing like ooh, this is not great but i think i think that's why i didn't really like it because i don't know the the jokes about like her rehabbing her image mm -hmm. i know (laughs) Normally, the guest judges are, like, of, like, stupid, funny departure. Mm-hmm. And the, these just didn't really make me laugh. Between just, like, hating Perez and, I don't know, the other guy was kind of funny, but... Well, yeah, and it's like, you know, Perez yeah. Hilton has spent his entire life mocking celebrities and, mm-hmm. um, like, following them around and ruining their lives, including... Lindsay Lohan and then to have him on the show with her in like a joking way is just like no yeah 
and then yeah and like in retrospect you can't in retrospect he's one of the people who tweeted like the glee curse is real about naya Mm. oh yeah there's like you're such a fucking asshole and like you've spent your whole career hounding celebrities like you don't do anything with your life like you have no talent (laughs) literally he has made his entire career based on like potentially ruining other people's lives yeah yeah just like exposing gossip that may or may not be true like just sometimes complete lies like you're just a terrible person and then for ryan murphy to bring that to the set Mm -hmm. when he will cover his like when Perez Hilton will cover Ryan Murphy's actors in his blog. It's like, ugh, don't bring that to the, I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I just was like, <laughs> gross. Gross. Don't like it. Um, um, okay. Do we have, do you have any other wrap ups on the, our actual episode? Um, Judy well, did. Oh yes. We are the champions. They did. They um, did. which was fine. Um, I would say that's my second least favorite. Yeah, it was like, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. It wasn't as fun as um Edge of Glory or mm-hmm. any of the other ones. Correct. That is a correct opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as opinions I don't go. Think, I don't think besides that I really have any other notes about the episode. Do you have any favorite lines? Yes. Um, for some reason, I really loved when Santa Ana said, I always go to the yelling place. I have rage. I wrote that down too. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have rage. Yeah. I wrote that down. I, uh, I liked that a lot. There was one other one, but I didn't write it down. I don't remember. Um, later in the episode. I wrote down Beast. Uh, I'm nervous as a cat in a room full of rocking chairs. <laughs> I do love the phrases they give to Beast. I do too. Um, and the unholy trinity. The unholy trinity. Starting together, ending together. Just the way it should be. Oh, that was yeah. cute. Yeah. Um, Diana looked very pretty. Yes. I think it's been a few episodes since I've said that. So just to remind everyone, I still think Diana's very pretty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In case mm-hmm. nothing's changed. Yeah. Just in case anyone was scared that maybe I had changed. found her less pretty now. <laughs> I was, it was never a concern for me. <laughs> I had no fears there. I, and I wrote down a note about hating Blaine's hat, but we've already covered that. Yes. Yes. Hate Blaine's hat. Um, Chris looked um, good. Yes. We didn't really get any Kevin, right? I mean, he was like. No real Kevin. Yeah. My Kevin McScale is like, yeah. I don't know, a one. Yeah, I would say one, because he had a couple of lines and songs, mm-hmm. but nothing stand out. I think he's the lead on Tongue Tide, but you don't see him. Okay. I have to re-listen to that. Um, but I don't, yeah, I think one's good. I feel like I'm, I don't want to take the Kleindex to a negative place, but the, mm-hmm. the lack of a kiss when everyone else gets one... It just felt like a punishment and um, I'd really love to ask Darren about it. And I know that we're not allowed on that thing I do 
Um, I just really want to know. Um, tweet him, and then you can just know that he probably answered oh and then deleted it. <laughs> if you aren't listening to Darren's podcast, which based on their followers, you might not be. Um, based on our followers, you might not be listening to us either. Yeah. Um, apparently, he keeps... He likes to reiterate that he's not good at social media, which is starting to sound like doth protest too much. Yeah. Or something else. I don't know, but it's getting weird. Like, dude, we get it. Shut the fuck up. But he said that he often, I don't want to put words in his mouth, often, not whatever. He will type up Twitter responses to people and then delete them in like a cathartic way. So if you have ever tweeted at Darren, he may have typed a response to you and just not sent it. Which is interesting. And I'm just wondering, like, yeah. what if he accidentally, like, one day he's going to accidentally send that shit. And it also may mean. has before. Yeah. <laughs> like, it could also he... be sitting in his drafts. Yeah. That's not good. Leak those drafts, Darren. Well, I mean, talk about a Twitter I gotta... hack. I gotta say, about the podcast in general, um, my impression of what I've listened to, and this is, like, I feel like we're gonna do another mini-episode on opinions, so I'm just gonna keep Mm, it vague, but mm -hmm. Darren is not having fun like I thought he would on a podcast. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't think, I think he is too tense. Like, Mm -hmm. he is too nervous about it. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. And that is is not a weakness in Darren that I would have perceived him having because he's normally very good in front of a group but i think the fact that a podcast is not a group when you're recording it mm-hmm. makes a big difference yeah i think he's um very self-conscious yeah yeah so it kind of makes listening to the podcast a little i don't know Awkward. less enjoyable mm. yeah wait glee that's a thing <laughs> right glee um, um Okay, okay, we also have to listen to our podcast and not just other podcasts yes. that we tell you to listen to. Um, uh, the Clandex, you know what? Oh, <laughs> right. Before we get to the end of this episode, you should also listen to our other podcast, Supernatural on the Rocks, where we talk yeah. about a better show, arguably, Supernatural. Um, we're watching what we do, if you don't know, is yes. we watch a season of Supernatural and then record an episode about each season, one at a time. We've done two. Because it's yes. 24 episodes. Yeah, this is not a podcast we put out on a speedy schedule. No, it's not. It's leisurely. And it's lovingly. I I think if people would like to like wait until we've finished and then listen to it, that's fair. That's fair. Or like let five or six episodes yeah. of the of the podcast, like that's fine too. But or, like, listen to the first one, see if you like it, and then let us catch up. Do whatever you want. But we do have another podcast. Yes. And then Mandy also makes us really fun graphics for each season yeah. where we do quotes from the more. episodes. Yes, you should do some more. I um, haven't done more because I haven't watched enough episodes yet, so I haven't, like, written down more So quotes. we're working on the third um, season, yeah. watching our way through. But that also um, means that Castiel is coming up in the fourth season. So you should like and subscribe also, and listen to that one. I want to go rogue. Can I go rogue for a second and say something we didn't talk about beforehand? Yes. 
uh, if people have TV shows they would like us to check out oh, yeah. and then do on the rocks style, not full podcast, so, oh, uh-huh. but so like a mini episode. Yeah. Um, tell us the show you would like us to talk about. Oh, I would yeah. love to like dive into the first like two or three episodes of a show I've never seen. Definitely. And then we could do mini episodes on it. That's amazing. Love it. Uh, so yeah and you I mean obviously you, you probably have to be on our Patreon to listen to them but you know you can suggest yeah even if you're not love it 100% alright so Glee oh right Glee, Glee. this this podcast um, yeah. the Kleindex I, I just feel like a negative 0.5 is what my heart is saying because of I'm gonna say let's do it I mean we should like there is a specific special kind of pain about something that should have happened that didn't yeah i mean it is both the kleindex and the should have happened yeah um and so we didn't get them singing together we didn't get any scenes together we did get a kurt scene but like kurt alone doesn't count right 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 Um, right right. yeah we didn't even get any like hand holding or no cute looks no in fact, there was more scenes of like Blaine smiling at other people during their singing. Yeah. So yeah, um, I'm okay with a negative for this. Yeah, one. I just I tried to stay positive. That's not true. I'm a negative, petty asshole, and I just mm. I you know which is why people give us not great ratings sometimes because we're too mean about Glee. But like, yeah. I, the one couple that deserved it. The I one mean, it, and, it was Clayne Erasure and you know, I know it's no longer Pride Month, but honestly It's a hate crime. It was a hate crime. <laughs> and um Ryan Murphy should be punished for it. Yes. We will punish him by giving him a negative review on our podcast. And Eric Stoltz for directing it. Yes. Who will never hear about this. And probably doesn't <laughs> yeah. remember that he did this. Uh, yep. So um, that is, I guess, both the Kleenex and the coulda, shoulda, woulda. Yeah. Um, yep. And our coulda, shoulda, woulda is also beast stabbing and beast Cooter with the knife. Obviously, yes. Um, and then singing Goodbye Earl. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's all I have for the episode. I mean, well, what's funny is this wasn't a bad episode. No. Like, I enjoyed most of the musical numbers. Yeah, There's fun. just like not enough plot to mm-hmm. chew on verbally. Yes, exactly. Yep. Not it's not plot heavy, which in some in something like this is like that's fine. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, one complaint. <laughs> one complaint. A <laughs> a complaint is um. Finn mentions that he uh, he says to uh, Mr. Schuster that they were sitting around in a circle talking about like what they wanted to win this for, who they wanted to win this for. Like, why didn't we just see that scene? That would have been so cute. Yeah, like bef- oh, that would have been that would have been nice. Like before the show. Not that I would have wanted to get rid of the scene with Jesse and Rachel, but like get rid of the scene of Jesse mm-hmm. and Rachel and show me the scene. Of the Glee Club club sitting all together talking about their hopes and dreams and what they want uh, to win this Get for. rid of the scene with Emma in the 90 and Will <laughs> picking her up. Yes. 
and then show us literally anything else. Anything else. You're correct. Yep. Great. Done. Um, yeah. So that was my, uh, that was like, oh, come on. Um, yep. So another quick trivia is this was written by Ali Adler, um, who co-created the new normal and is also a writer on Supergirl. So interesting. I didn't know that about Supergirl. Yeah. So she joined along with Marty Noxon, Michael Hitchcock, Matthew Hodge, Hodgson, Ross Maxwell, and Roberto. I can never pronounce this man's name. Roberto Aguirre Sacasa? Sacasa, I guess. Um, and then left after the third season to work on the new normal, which was then canceled. Yeah. Um, and is now an EP, a co developer and writer on Supergirl. So I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. So she wrote or she has write her her key writing credits on Glee are Pot of Gold, Heart, and Nationals. So those are her okay. her main episodes. Their episodes with decent music. Yeah. Yep. So that is that is nationals, and somehow this is not the last episode of the season. Yeah, there is that a, also surprised me. I know it does feel um, like a finale, but yeah, it's not. They could. This would have been a like decent finale if they replaced "We Are the Champions" with "Don't Stop Believing." Oh, uh huh. Well, they could. That would have felt like very wrapped up. Yeah, especially if they had done like a a seventy minute episode. Mm-hmm. And just stretch it out a bit more because now we have to sit through the, yeah. the goodbye episode, um, which I remember the train is coming. Yeah. Right? Isn't there like a train? Yep. Um, there is a train. Yeah. So. I don't, you see, I don't like the episode coming up, but I think in my mind, like, this Nationals episode signals, like, the end of Good Glee. Oh, yeah. And I know that's ironic after we've <laughs> just, like, spent the past season. Hating it. You know, yeah, but the, the end of Good Clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not Good Glee, Good Clean. Mm-hmm, okay, okay. Yeah, it doesn't get a ton better from here, which is yeah. unfortunate because it's not like it was ever phenomenal. Mm. It was always just potential. Which I think is where a lot of people's saltiness comes from. And if that's yeah. not something you understand, then we can't help you. Yeah. It's just how it is. It's just the life of a clean stan. And that's what you missed on Glee. Should I, should I end the button? I don't know. No. <laughs> I just, that big sigh <laughs> made me laugh. I'm like, yep, that's it. That's, uh, that's clean. Um, I mean, really, that is, that is the end of the episode. Um, yeah, so this is Nationals. We've got um, the final episode of season three, and then we are on to season four, and then after that is season five, and then after that is season six, and then we're, we're done. So that's only like three more years of this podcast. We're making good time, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> we are flying through it. 
Listen, it's going to be fine. Um, yeah. So if, uh, you know, just, you know, keep in touch on um, social media, friends and fam, not family. If you're family, don't listen to this. Don't do that. God, no. Please don't. Family, please divert your ears. <laughs> divert your attention. <laughs> Delete all memory of this. Um, if you have followed us on social media, you may have noticed that we would like to hit 50 reviews on Apple Podcasts because I think that would be fun. So if you would be a deer and hit us up with a review on Apple, iTunes, podcast, whatever the fuck it's called these days, um, pretty please do that. Um, and we're going to pick someone through like a random generator thingy to send some exclusive podcast postcards to as a thank you and i think like a gift card right um yeah also your review doesn't have to be good you know we hope if you're listening you like the podcast but yeah we are not saying leave us a good review in exchange for prizes i mean no we will also we will just yeah but also (laughs) mandy like us please (laughs) come on Self-promotion 101 here. Jesus. I don't want to have a rigged contest. Well, that's true. That's fair. That's fair. Um, (laughs) I feel like Apple has, I feel like Apple has like some maybe rules about. Oh, 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 sure, sure, sure. Do (laughs) they though? No, they do. I've seen some of those. Sure. Yes. Correct. Um, Truth in advertising. Yes. something don't smoke uh, um yeah so if you could do that that would be awesome and just like dm us a screenshot or i don't know yes. a promise who knows whatever um we trust you um yeah so you can follow us on patreon uh gleeontherocks.com slash no that's wrong that's our website <laughs> patreon.com slash clear the rocks um and subscribers get access to like i don't know 30 mini episodes at this point yeah which is it's a a decent collection of them basically 30 hours of content because our episodes are not many no they're not i think maybe we've managed one or two that were like 20 minutes long Yep. so really it's just a whole other full-ass day of content yeah um so you get access to all that and then polls and and whatnot um yeah so thank you for listening and we will catch you on the next episode and that's what you missed at nationals you've been listening to glee on the rocks a podcast by otr productions a huge thank you to our sound editor adriana and our podcasts who secretly run the show for more episodes download us on apple podcasts spotify google or wherever you get your podcasts Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Podchaser, and more at Glee on the Rocks. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash Glee on the Rocks. Subscribers get ad-free episodes, exclusive mini-episodes, deep diving into the fandom, salty opinions, and so much more. So until next time, that's what you miss on Glee.